All right, we are going to be talking about uh, the first, let's call it the first wave of X-Men, the pre-Ten of Swords wave of X-Men. Dawn of uh, X. This whole happened. section, Dawn of X. Dawn of X. We're going to be talking about those. Give you guys kind of a primer, getting excited for Ten of Swords. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk about uh, the whole line over the next two weeks. You broke it up. Uh, I like the title, uh, Not Not Swords, and then next not, week. Not So Swords. swords. Not, not So, so Swords. swords. Uh, um, not every book touches uh, on the X of Swords stuff as much. Uh, uh, even next week's books don't touch touch on it as much. But we did need to break them up, so we'll be talking about half the line this week. Um, we're going to just go over a general uh, plot synopsis and what's going on with all the characters, so you can jump into X of Swords if you want to. And I highly recommend it because you guys like it's going to be dope. It's you're going to want to read this book. Yeah, we'll just highlight some things. We're basically going to sum up everything yeah. that's happened in each title so far. Yeah, um, and we're going to go over every title because every title is involved in the crossover. Like, you're going to have to buy every single book, uh, one or two issues of every book, um, which is the classic X-Men crossover style. So we're going to be talking about this week, Marauders, Hellions, X-Factor, New Mutants, and Giant Size X-Men, all five of those one-shots. Aw, yeah. Uh, so let's get right into it. Which, where do you want to start? Gosh. Where do you think we should start? At the oh, top man. of the list, Marauders. Yeah, why don't we start with Marauders? All right. Hey, guys, Marauders is a good book. Did you know that? Marauders was the one that got me hooked from the from the get-go. I've never read oh. any. So we X-Men. are. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Um, Maybe just like, if you're not reading X-Men, quick primer. Um, The X-Men now live on the mutant uh, island of Krakoa, and they're a one nation. Yeah, uh, every, everything we're talking about assumes you've read Hawk's Pops. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't yeah. read Hawk's you, you have to read this book. You, you have to read it. You have to read you, this book. You're not going to follow anything we're saying. And you're I did gonna... take notes for for uh, stuff relating to um, uh, the X of Swords stuff in Hawk's Box, but that will go on next week's episode because that's more X of Swords centric. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, uh, hey all right, guys. so let's go with Marauders. This is my favorite of the line. I man, honestly, f- from week to week, it jumps because I like so many, but I, I, I think overall, Marauders is probably my favorite. It, I think it has the strong, probably the strongest characterization uh, throughout the book and, and character evolution. Uh, mm. uh, Kitty Pride, a- oh, I wrote it down. Hold on. Kitty Pride. Pride. I know, I know. Kitty Pride, uh, uh, also known as Shadowcat, also known as Ariel, Sprite, Star Lord, now the Red Queen, Captain Kate Pride. Uh, talk about a character with evolution. She is she is uh, Marvel's Nightwing. Uh, she has gone through so many evolutions. She is often the the eyes of the universe. Um, and now she's a, a junk captain because ho- the the door is locked. Krakoa won't let her in, and nobody knows why. And that's a big old bummer. Sebastian Shaw thinks it has something to do with her powers. Yes, um, uh, which also led him to believe like maybe you won't come back if you die. Stab. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Sebastian Shaw, who you guys might know as uh, Kevin Bacon, uh, who's a nice uh, Philadelphia man who likes to dress like a Victorian asshole. Um, he just he doesn't like Kate Pride because she's dope and she interferes and she's she just does the right thing. Uh, and he's a jerk and he's a gross business. He also man. he also like very on, early on in the line he wanted I would die for Kate. Yeah. Pride. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's Katie. Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Um, I think we got her in X Men too, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we got her in X Men. Yeah, we would all die for Kate Pride. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Shaw early on makes it clear that he wants to have the red. Uh, he thinks Red King 
yeah. uh, serve under him. He wants he wants the majority control of the Hellfire. Uh, he um, wants it to be his his recently resurrected son. Right, but I mean, even before we find yeah. out that it's his son, he's making clear to Emma that like he wants to select the Red King, and she's like, yeah. "Nah, I already picked it. It's a queen, baby." Yeah. Um. Yeah. When we reference Red Queen and, uh, and King and stuff, uh, the Quiet Council, like the government of Krakoa, they all have dope ass names, uh, and they're all they're all elected officials, and like they all pick their subordinates and all that stuff. Um. And Emma Frost, uh, Emma Frost really likes Kate Pride because Emma met Kate when she was a child, and Emma was a supervillain. Uh, I know everyone remembers here, but like, if you didn't know, Emma Frost was a supervillain for a decade, and then she met Scott Summers, and then they had uh, an affair, and that was all. <laughs> um, but I, uh, uh, I don't know where I go from there. Um, oh, Shinobi, Shinobi, yeah, guys, do you know how Shinobi died? Uh, no. They showed one image of it uh, with it looks like Kate's hand in his skull. Yes. So it's undetermined how that happened. Uh, but all signs lead to Shaw doing it because this wouldn't be the first time that he killed his son <laughs> because he killed him before that time that he had. And his son wants his to kill him too. And his son wants to kill him too. They have a, they have a contentious really relationship. Contentious relationship. Yeah. But he does want to bring his son in on the, in on the business uh, what you will. Um, he's a billionaire and he just, he just wants more power, more money. So he'll kill anyone. Should, he gets so the hellfire trading company on Krakoa, uh, transports the medicine yes they transport medicine uh, they also, and another thing one of the reasons why i love this this series so much is that they also go and rescue mutants from nations well that's that's not officially the hellfire company doing it that's, that's the marauders that's, right. that's just the marauder exactly yeah that's almost it's not like a secret but it's just like mm -hmm. hey man the marauders doing its own thing like they're, I, they're their own faction within the hellfire yeah yeah yes. like they go and grab the mutants the mutants who are being held hostage in their own countries essentially who want to go to Krakoa but can't right the mutant so. refugees because all mutants are welcome on Krakoa mm -hmm. yeah yeah um Bishop uh Lucas Bishop who's a super cool guy from the future alternate future um he's investigating uh this place that has has some very serious anti-mutant uh, like propaganda going on. He was investigating uh, a person named Mrs. Zhao. Yeah. Who oh, yeah. who <clears throat> was claiming that her husband had been abducted by mutants. Yeah. Yes. Um, really what had happened is that she locked up her husband and hidden him away in her home yeah. under armed guard because he loved mutants and she wanted to create uh, a reason to stir up the hate for mutants. Yeah, he, uh, he joined and, like a cult, like a mutant loving cult. So Kate, she did the opposite basically. Yes, and Kate and Bishop pull him out and very publicly reveal him and where he was and uh, disgrace Zhao. So Zhao goes to the Hellfire Club, the old Hellfire Yo, Club. Yo, from Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. Uh, uh, the classic, classic uh, Jason Aaron villains that he created. Um, you got Cade Kilgore and like like Frankenstein Jr. Uh, and that little jerk blonde girl. Um, it's so cool seeing them return because they're just the worst. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, what was the... Uh, in this, and this one also has, I think my favorite way they did the, so in all the X-Men books, there are inserts of like text pages or graphs or things like that. Just to enhance the story. Um, Marauders has some of my favorite early on when it's just mm -hmm. emails from the de the desk of X. Yeah. Of this person of this person. Like, I mean, I've been told to spy on the X-Men, but I really don't know what I'm doing here. And I just don't think I really want to spy on the X-Men. Like just months of the, just this person, like, like, Hey, the X-Men did this. I agree with them. Sorry if it's my personal opinion. We don't get a reveal who that person is until issue 11. Right. Yeah. That's, that is such a long reveal. Um, and I'm like, oh my God, I've been reading her. I've been reading her novels for, for not her page of dialogue yeah, yeah. for months. It was I'm so like, good. 
every comic though every x-book does this um man there's so much stuff there's there's um there's yellow jacket who's sneaking inside of pyro's body yeah yes. he gets he gets oh. inserted into into Pyro's body thanks to help from Donald Pierce. Yeah, who is um, one of the absolute worst people. Like he turns into a cyborg, and he had a whole. He's killed almost as many mutants as anyone. Like he's the worst. Who's uh, now and, the ambassador? And uh, they yeah. catch on to Yellow Jacket being there. Oh man, it's so gross. telepathically. So they set up <laughs> where he thinks that he's in Pyro, and Pyro is going off on a crazy fun adventure ride with Gene, uh-huh. and he's just enjoying it, and then. He sees a glitch and he's like, oh shit, I'm burned. And so he enlarges out of Pyro, which I thought was nuts when yeah. I saw it. And I'm like, I mean, I, I guess because everyone could be resurrected. So go hard. Yeah. Uh, and then it turns out that that was still the illusion being created yeah. that he believes he escapes into international waters. And he it was like not. illusion to top of illusion. Because even when I, I remember reading that issue and when he's like, shit, I'm burning, he bursts out of Pyro. I'm like, no, not Pyro. And then it's like, what? Yeah, um, that's that's one thing again about the X line is like almost every book, lots of people die. Yeah, because it's not it's not a big story thing anymore. Like if for this, like if someone needs to die, like to show something bad happening, like it's not a problem. Uh, right. It's more just like a, a bad fight than anything. Uh, which it, which it feels more like the, the the way it is in comics in general, which is like you're you're not convinced that that person's dead, but it feels more engaging in a way because it's not mm-hmm. the. Every, no one really dies in yeah. comics it's like well no one really dies in the in x-men stuff but it's yeah. always complicated to like work around to their return and there are always multiple references of like uh no matter how to- how many times you die it still hurts to see it happen it's traumatic like yeah. it's still traumatic to watch somebody get hurt yeah, right? the, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh when we get to giant size we'll talk about how storm talks about it yeah um, um yeah. but uh in in Mer- oh darn it i lost it you lost the thought i did that's oh, okay um in, you, you got, no you go you go in marauders um you know, uh, Kitty is killed. Uh, Kate is killed, and yeah, we think is, so is Lock, Lockjaw. Yeah, he Lock- gets netted. Yeah. That Lockjaw issue is so good. Lock, Lockheed. Lockheed. Oh yeah, Lockheed. I was like, I was going with. Uh, it, yeah. Importantly, Kate's death is the only one where you're kind of on pins and needles about it because they're not sure they can resurrect her. Yeah, yeah, and they don't uh, know yeah. why. They've tried. They've tried so much, but they don't know why it's not yeah, working. They, yeah, they tried. 18 times until and Shaw, Shaw was fairly confident they couldn't. Yeah. Too. That's I don't part think of it. He would have murdered her unless. So, so yeah. when you're reading it the first time, her death feels much more than the others that you've seen up to that point. It's like, well, Oh, it's Kate. Uh, and shit. So, um, Emma Frost has a brother, Christian, who is dating Iceman, Bobby Drake. Uh, he has his own cool ship, which we learn later is a UFO um and that's they say multiple times in an issue it's a story for another time so get ready for like a one shot or like annual or something about that um but just seeing like a ufo capture a bunch of dudes brain wipe them launch them back down i'm like man this is some goofy shit i love it one of my favorite things about pyro i remembered my thought earlier one of my favorite things about pyro is that he's like we're a resurrected body just i'm gonna get a face tattoo get some get some (laughs) and he gets a skull tattooed on Uh, his face yeah pyro's funny um so he's not part of the team, but he he wakes up or he falls asleep drunk on their yacht. So then he becomes part of the team by waking up on it, and he gets basically enlisted. Um, yeah, that dude dies a lot. It's really well, funny. he has that moment where he goes with Emma to threaten the Hellfire Club after the Yellow Jacket incident, and he says that uh, you humiliate me in front of my friends. I don't have a lot of friends. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Pyro's really connected with the Marauder crew. Oh, there's yeah. some old school old school X Men villains, the Hate Monger and Executioner. Yeah. Uh, those are just like straight those racist white dudes. Um, they're awful. Um, yeah, this Marauders. Was a name like Hate Monger? How could they? 
yeah, he's a he's a, a bundle of joy. Uh, yeah, this is um, kid like the most not like I don't think the most fun book, but consistently the the most enjoyable book. Uh, so hold on, I gotta find my not much X X of Swords crossover in this one. When Callisto shows up, Callisto's so cool, and Jumbo Carnation, he's a mutant. His mutant ability is being a dope fashion designer. Yes, he just that's has, exactly he has what I wanted to highlight. Fashion sense. Uh, so his mm-hmm. his whole interaction with her is fantastic. Um, he has this whole thing where he's made this beautiful coat and she cuts off the sleeves and, and he just goes, Oh my God, I won't deserve credit for this. And he's so great. And, uh, they have this great exchange about just like her really appreciating is it's so good. I love that guy so much. Jumbo, uh, Jumbo Carnation, uh, Grand Morrison creation, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it rhymes. Yeah, uh, Callisto uh, is cool because she lost her eye uh, having a knife fight with Storm. So that's why there's a scene where Callisto throws a knife fight when she first sees Storm and Storm catches it. And Pyro says, oh, holy shit, you guys just throw knives at each other? No wonder the Brotherhood of Mutants lost. Because <laughs> that's just, just like, yo, what's up? Um, Storm's really cool. Um, she gets her own giant size. She's so cool. Yeah, um, yeah man. No, I want to say a huge takeaway for, for the from the Marauders is definitely Storm and Emma Frost. Oh yeah. Like one of the reasons why I keep by I'm glad this book is on my poll is for the as much as I love Kate Pride when she was when she's captain, there's a whole long stretch of issues where she was still dead. There's five issues where she yeah, she's five dead. issues yeah. where she was dead. And then Emma Frost and Bishop and Storm picked up the slack, and I loved reading their stories continuing on trying to like Kate's gonna come and them still holding on to the hope that Kate's coming back. I really enjoyed the enjoyed that it was Lockheed who told Emma who killed uh Kate. Show yeah. yes. Yeah. I thought uh, I like that moment a lot. Yeah, yeah. I like that uh, moment too. The moment between Emma and Storm when when they first talk about uh, Kate dying is so powerful and so strong. Um and like Emma being vulnerable, uh, there's a whole there's a whole section where Storm comes at her because she's so pissed. Yeah, and then it ends with them hugging over. Exactly, her. that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, um, like uh, Kate's a really important character uh, for for a lot of people because she's she's not as young as like the New Mutants, but she is definitely like the the younger generation. Like she she is like the like the first kid generation really. Um, mm-hmm. And seeing her grow up and like get get uh, two different sets of fist fist uh, sorry uh, knuckle tattoos. Marvel, like, just being really cool and be like, yeah, Kate's bisexual. Like, yeah, like, we're just gonna, yeah, yeah. it's cool. So there's it's no this, big deal. There's this whole section where um, we focus on Kurt writing her letters as she's Oh, gone, it's so sweet. Which is really, oh. really sweet. Um, Kate is eventually resurrected when uh, Emma realizes that they've been waiting for her to break out, but she needs to be phased out yeah. of her husk. Uh, and now they know how to. So does that mean her. that she's been dying in their clone style? They said, like they said that all of her clones have been drowning, oh. waiting to be. Able it's to the prestige, yeah. See, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's fitting. Consider, sorry, she drowned in real life. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's good. Yeah. Um, um, so, but they they are finally able to resurrect her, and uh, very quickly, her and Emma are having discussions about how Shaw made the first move. Yeah. And in the most recent issue, there's this big celebration about Kate being alive and riding and horses, she's reveling in it, and everything. Um, but she really doesn't want to be there. She she's focused on punishing the man that did this, who he snarkily comes up and uh, pretends like there's no issue, wants to give her alcohol, all that stuff. So she's she's like, nah, man. Uh, and she leaves with Ileana and she goes get some new tattoos. Uh, Ileana arrives with a marching band playing a, a Spanish song called De Con- uh, Contrabando. Uh, I'm, I'm a mariachi band. A mariachi band. Sorry, what did I say? 
You said uh, marching band. Marching band, mariachi band, sorry. <laughs> uh, De Contrabando, and that song is all about uh, uh, being lovey-dovey and making love and stuff. Uh, and that's the, sh- the ship is Ileana. And, she tackles her to the ground. Tackles her to yeah. the ground, yeah. Also, Ra- Rachel, like, they have a sweet moment, like, it's like lots of real. We know from New Mutants, Ileana will make out with her quick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Make out oh, with yeah. any lady. We know oh, yeah. on Krakoa, Kate can date both. Exactly. It's all, hey, man, everything's open. Yeah. How um, many wives does God have? Four? Including Wolverine? Four, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I, uh, I know that the, the scene I really wanted to talk about was the scene where she shows up in, in, with Ileana in a different scene because she's like, hey, I need to like, I need to bounce and eat food. And then yeah. she's she's like eating cheeseburgers. She has her coat back on. Then she goes to a tattoo shop and convinces the tattoo artist to stay longer. And they're like, and normal. And I love the um the scene with the tattoo artist because the tattoo artist is asking Kate. It's like the tattoo is also a woman. I have to think that's another thing because she's doing her new uh, knuckle test. She's like, normally I don't ask, but this is um exception. Why this? And she's like, this is the name of the man who hurt me. And the tattoo artist goes. I understand. Like she completely gets it. Like say no more. I'm like, Ooh, that's good shit. Yeah. That's I, I good will shit. say, um, the, the bummer about that is, is nothing with the story, but the cover for 12 is the reveal of the kill Shaw. Yeah. I really wish that would say for the final page of the comic. Cause like yeah. to see what new tattoos would be. And like, cause that would have been a reveal for us and the Shaw and everyone, but like, Oh, I know what tattoo she's getting. Um, I think that's it's, it's a great it's a great cover too. I just wish it would have been for yeah. like thirteen or twelve. There's I, a I, visual uh, parallel happening between Callisto and Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder where that's going in the oh, comic because yeah. like on the covers uh, when Callisto first comes in is the issue right after Kate's died. Yeah, and uh, she's doing the same pose with her knuckles up. Yeah, um, Callisto was the leader of the Morlocks. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they. I guess you could say they kind of have some stuff in common. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on to Hellions then. Oh, hell is oh, the Suicide Squad. So good, you guys. One of the younger titles on this list. That was issues one through 12 of Marauders. We're now talking about issues one through four of Hellions. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Wait, um, Did I read issue four of Hellions? I think I forgot. That's okay. Damn, I must have. That's okay. Don't worry. I read issues uh, one through three, and then four came out this week. Yeah, don't worry. Hey, you're, you're, you, you did plenty of homework. You're fine. Um, guys, Hellions, I think this... If this book continues on its path, this will be my favorite book because this is um, really like haunting and like really gross, but also like can be really beautiful and like team building. Um, it's it's such a it's such a uh, has so many conflicting tones, and I really like it. Uh, it's really funny at times. I think Zeb Wells is just like really good writer. Sinister uh, Sinister is a lot of fun. There's a moment in the end in the end of the fourth issue. Um, it's most freshest in my mind. But yeah, yeah. There when he's when um, the, the a- nanny. The nanny, uh, she's like, I'll, like I'll kill you or something. And about it, um, no, it's it's that. Uh, um, I I wonder how many of your children you've let die, mm-hmm. uh, and how many are still out there. And he's like, Why would you wonder that? And she's like, I want to know how many I'd orphan when I kill you. Yeah, yeah. And he, and and it's just a panel. He's like, That's I didn't like that. I don't like that. Did not enjoy that. That's dark. <laughs> That reference, yeah, because nanny and orphan maker, like she parents someone who kills kills people and makes orphans. Like that's that's their thing. It's messed up. He's. I wrote down. Um, where did I write down? Um, oh yeah. Um, uh, orphan maker is evil. Alphonse Elric. <laughs> he's basically. He's like. He's a. He's a kid trapped in like. He's not trapped, but he's like. He has like the mentality of a child, but he wants uh-huh. to murder. 
and he needs a nanny, but she also kind of wants to murder. It's messed up. It's cool. Yeah. Um, Alex Summers. Uh, Alex Summers is really interesting because he's still dealing with mental stuff from the event Axis, where heroes were switched to villains and villains were heroes. So this is stuff from like over five years ago that they're still dealing with because that character hasn't been tackled very much or well. Uh, I think I read that. the Uncanny Avengers run that happened after Axis. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, that's uh, the uh, the Dugan or the Remender. Remender. Oh, that's some of the Apocalypse Twins? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because um, I remember that, because uh, one of the things I remember about Alex is that he has his son in an alternate future that Kang took from him. Ooh. And he had it with Janet Van, Janet Van oh, Dyne, I think. Yeah, yeah that's, that's specific to that arc. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's some cool stuff. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you're right. You got it. Um, empath, empath is 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 one of the worst. Uh, he has he has no empathy, which is funny because oh. his name. But, uh, he causes people to like. Uh, 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 he's basically psycho pirate from DC. He causes yeah, them yeah. to feel a certain way about somebody. Yeah. So he messes with the nanny uh, to make her attend a gray crow instead of gray crow. Yeah. Into, instead of a, a orphan maker. And so he shoots him for it when yeah. they're on the mission. He's just like, F that, F you. Yeah, I don't want to deal with this jerk. Um, and Psylocke's just like, oh, God damn paperwork. It. Yeah. But then um, he's like, I warned him. Yeah, Psylocke's on this team. Uh, not Betsy Braddock, uh, uh, Quanin. Or it, do you remember how you pronounce it? It's not Quanin. It's like, I think it's supposed to be Kanan. The W is silent. It's like a weird, it's, it's a new understanding pronunciation thing. But um, the original Psylocke is like, is here um, basically as the babysitter, yep. not the Netflix show. Um, you got Wild Child, who's basically mini Sabretooth. He's just mm-hmm. savage, just a savage little man. Like, um, you have to prove that you're the alpha for him to listen to you, which I actually thought was pretty neat. Because when yeah. him, because when Psylocke is like, they, they're in uh, Sinister's abandoned uh, clone factory, and then they're like, all these monsters come at him, come out of nowhere. And then, because Psylocke's bleeding, she's like, oh, this can't get any. Damn it, I had to say this. They're not yeah, monsters. Or not monsters they're, like, they're clone. They're. The original Marauders. Um, the original Marauders, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so, real quickly, so they're run by Madeline Pryor. Yeah, Madeline Pryor! Oh. Madeline Pryor, who is a clone of Jean Grey that Alex Summers loves. Yes, also who is in a relationship with Cyclops. So both brothers have been with Madeline, which is, you know, whatever, fine. I so I want to highlight, I want to highlight, the, sorry, Ben, the end of issue four. When, there's try, when they're debating whether or not we should resurrect Madeline Pryor under the resurrection protocols. And the decision right. eventually comes to, she's a clone of Jean Grey. Not no. her own person. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is why I loved her being a villain. Uh, because her whole thing is like, like no one remembers me. Like I deserve to be remembered. Like I'm a real person. Like, right. remember, like if I have to do all this shit so you guys recognize that I exist and I'm a, that I'm my own individual, I'll be, I'll be the worst person imaginable. Yeah. And Havoc's so in love and on board with this that he cuts out his own mouth to talk to her and oh my kisses God. her with blood Ooh. all over so his non-existent lips. The beautiful body horror, like she, she makes his mouth disappear and he cuts it open and he's talking like this and like the words are, are, are typed with like, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's just so gross. And in midst of all of this havoc, or excuse me, in midst of all of this stuff with havoc, um, you got the Marauder stuff going on. Then you also got Wild Child, who turns on the team because he, he's just sadistic. That's his nature, and that's the, why this book rules because it's all about what do you do with the mutants that are <clears throat> that are in in you can't I can't use the word um when you can't rehab them in, rehabilitate rehabilitate thank you when you can't rehabilitate rehabilitate them what <laughs> happens when people are just so bad there's nothing you can do about it. Um, how do you bring them back into society? How do you bring them back into society? Um, and like, it, it's, 
it has Suicide Squad like flavors, but like I think it's like it explores a much cooler aspect of it being Krakow and stuff. Um, these four issues are really great. I think this is I think this is the first arc is four issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, it feels like it reached an end. Yeah, um, I think Madeline Pryor is really cool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get more of her um, sometimes somewhere in the X Men books because I think the the exploration of the cloning stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Grey, Grey Crow goes on a on a mission to destroy all these like zombie marauder mm-hmm. uh, clones. Um, his old teammates yeah. yeah his old love yo at the end after all the zombies are like possessed by madeline Pryor, right and then they then like they're reverted back but they're still zombies and john greco's uh love is like john it's me like what are we gonna do about this and he just shoots her because mm-hmm. she's a zombie and like that's what that's what he does and i'm like yeah uh he was a horrible villain you guys like greco his name was scalp hunter and they changed his name for this because he he murdered morlocks like hunt he, he's a bad man like a very bad man like this whole team is full of people who are all super villains um they're all they're all fantastic uh in the worst ways uh this is a cool book yeah all right uh x-factor yeah, the prior debate is brutal uh havoc went crazy on uh did John i do that when he killed madeline yeah um yeah. That's going to have some ramifications for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, X Factor. I really enjoyed X Factor quite a bit, and luckily there's there's a not a few issues out, so I can probably be able to get the back issues pretty easily. But I had fun. Of it was like a really neat detective story, especially when uh, North Star is trying to find out what happened to his sister. I really dug it. First yeah, issue um, is real is one of the better first issues I think that the X Line has. Yeah, for real. Um, it's very direct, very quick well paced i do think that it ben- it's benefited by already being in the world of krakoa i think if you like went in cold like you read hawks pox and then you went straight to x factor issue one i think you'd be a little thrown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but i think if you're, if you're steeped enough it, it lands really well i think uh i think that's why it is like a a second wave book because yes. it's part it's a perfect it, ca- it, yeah. it has to be yeah yeah um uh catherine root says x factor is my favorite right now yeah for real like depending on 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 the week it's also my favorite like i think in terms of like character personality this probably is the best one like i think leia williams gets does every character feels so distinct and so fun like every character is kind of funny but you still they they still feel like who they are like north star is is an asshole he's a french asshole and and he reads like an asshole like he he's so demanding and he just like zooms around and like uh, yeah because he's just zips in on the five and he's like my sister's dead he's like i sense it fix it fix it uh, hey man there's like there's like a line there's like a thousand people in front of you and he's like oh and he zips away go get proof and that's that's the whole impetus for forming this team to investigate missing persons and those attacked uh, and he, killed. He goes to a bar to to talk to the bartender. He's like, I need answers. And then Polaris is there and Polaris is like, Polaris is like, I'll help you. And then Dawkins junk on the floor and he's like, I'll help you. And he's like, we don't want your help. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then they're like, is there anyone else? And then there's iBoy putting googly eyes on his shoes and everyone's like, no, nah, that's it. We don't need anyone else. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Put onto the team. Um, this is a really wacky team. Um, awesome baby. Ah, uh, amazing! The war baby. wolf from uh, amazing. Wow. Baby. Oh my god! Uh, uh, the war wolf from the Excalibur. From Excalibur, that's right. Yeah, amazing baby. You have to poop. Um, <laughs> it feels like this is just like the most human book, where it actually feels like this is what people do on a day to day, especially like with Aurora and Kyle, uh, just like watching the stuff happening in Mojoverse. They're just like, oh yeah, they're just watching TV with their dog. Um, it's so much fun. The Mojoverse stuff is such a it's such a true realization of what the Mojoverse is while also expanding on it by being about streaming. 
which is very obviously 21st century modern um the whole thing about them being like streaming kings and like they need ratings and you need there's like a paywall to find out what mutant was killed and like all Mm -hmm. that gross stuff and now and like mutants get the best ratings so that's why they keep kidnapping them and stuff um it's really gross but also like true to what that whole thing is um it's about race uh flirting He's so horny. Oh my God. This is the horniest X-Men. This is the horniest Marvel book maybe ever made. Like for real. It is blatant. And I'm like, I cannot believe like after that first issue and it continues in more issues, but I'm like, I cannot believe they allow this. Like it's so, it's so horny. Yeah. Like the X-Men after, after Hawksbox, the X-Men have become pretty horny in general. But X-Factor is like, Dawkins like, so you want to, you want to have sex? Yeah, and it's like and like pulling down his pants. So you want to see the rest of my tattoo? I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, Dawkins, no. Yeah, and uh, it's so they, funny that that character. I don't need to wear a shirt because I am perfection. No, yes. understand me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the, the part that I when he's talking to uh, when he's talking to Aurora is like, "What Pokemon are you?" And she's like, "What? Oh yeah, no, like, do you I, do you know what Pokemon are?" And she laughs, and he's like, "Okay, you do." <laughs> I am a perfect evolution. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a I character who, like, a couple years ago, was, um, like, being drowned by his dad, Wolverine, in, like, Uncanny X-Force. And, like, that's, like, the darkest, deepest shit you can get. And then it's just so funny to see, like, now he's he's at, he lives at the Boneyard, and he's just half naked. And <laughs> Lorna, <laughs> Lorna working with Krakoa to create the Boneyard was such a sweet, cool moment. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where she comes to Krakoa and asks to work together on it. Yeah. X-Factor, um, awesome. X-Factor was the book that when it was first announced, I immediately was like, I'm pulling this. Because the the premise of just like, okay, well, who, who do we decide to resurrect? Well, I got to make sure they're dead first. Yeah. You know, just the, like the detective series of being like, well, let's figure out who's alive and who's dead. And if people need help, we'll help them. I like that. Again, I think it's a great plot. Yeah, there's like, again, with like uh, the clone situation or like if somebody like – uh, the multiple man, Jamie Madrix, he he makes duplicates of himself. So mm-hmm. you have to make sure all those duplicates are dead. I guarantee you that's a story probably coming up. Like oh, sure. that dude that dude's had duplicate stories for decades. Um, um so we we are discussing one through three of X Factor, and up into this latest issue, uh, we find out the tragedy of Shatterstar. Oh man, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shatterstar. Classic. No, I actually did read issue four of uh, X Factor. But once issue. we got to Shatterstar, or issue three of X Factor, and then I'm glad once we got to Shatterstar, I also am glad I have this next to me, which is <laughs> yeah. a necessary tool. Yeah, so you, I could decipher Krakoan. And I have a picture. Like, oh, I have I a can. picture on my phone that I can easily just be like, "Here we go." <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, because this is, is helping me because I'm pretty sure, like Brandon, I will eventually learn to sight read Krakoan. I'm getting eventually. there. Yeah, I got I, I got the the easy letters. I'd say I'd say I've got like sixty percent. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I think Ryan's one hundred percent right. It's only a matter of time till there's an entire issue in Krakoan. Um, mm-hmm. So I said better that in your head. Yeah, I said that. No, no, no Ryan said that. Yeah, like especially when Shadow Part One. I'm sure he probably did. The reason why I brought I brought up the, like the the um, I'm just gonna call it the Codex, the translation for. Um, Krakoan is because they asked Shatterstar, can you speak freely? And he, if I remember correctly, he says no in no, Krakoan. Yeah, he says no. Yeah, he does. Yeah, Which is really cool. It's the mm-hmm. of Krakoan where it's like something they can't decipher in the Mojoverse directly. Uh-huh, yeah. You can get away with a one word like that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, because it's constantly followed by these streaming orbs. 
Yes. But oh, he, sent out, uh, he sent out communication, so much communication, mm -hmm. trying to get them to come because he wanted them to, to know what was happening and he wanted them to get uh, the other mutant that was there. He's, yeah, he's a. Uh, he didn't want Mojo to be able to examine her body. Yeah, Shadowstar is a. Uh, Send her into the clone. He's the number one live streamer in, in the Mojoverse. Sure is a lot of cloning in a lot of places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cloning, cloning oh, in uh, Sinister's cloning. There's cloning on Kokoa. There's man, cloning guys, in the Mojoverse. Reading Hawks Pox and then reading a lot of the stuff, I'm like, oh my God, setups everywhere. It's going to be 10 years of X Men. Oh my gosh. Uh, uh, when I was. I was going back through the Marauders and like issue three, Kate makes a comment about is this is this some new faction inside the Mojo verse? And I'm like, nah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right then, new mutants. Whoop. New when this mutants. book first started, it was split between two writers, Jonathan Hickman and Ed Brisson. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna go through issues one through twelve, but I would recommend that we should focus. Only on Do the, Hickman uh, and the, the space adventures, and then we'll move on because the rest of it kind of dovetail, dovetails into uh, the rest of the story. Pretty so well. yeah, the the they were broken up between it was issues one and two, and then it was three, right? One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, it was. I understand why they did that because uh, uh, Rod Reese is an awesome artist, but he needs time. Uh, so they so they split it up, but yeah, we'll talk about the space art first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so go ahead. No, I remember when we did like the first issue of all of X Men or the all the X line when we did the first issues. New Mutants, I was kind of eh on. I'm glad to say I retract that statement because I love the space adventure. I love uh, Roberto da Costa, and I love how he's trying to get in bed with late with Deathbird. And also, yeah. I love his recaps. His recaps were actually, I was laughing when I was reading his recaps. I thought his recaps were freaking hilarious. The recap in the last issue, where he recaps an issue that doesn't exist, and yes. then it's revealed to him that he's mixed up, and he's like, no, this is issue number six. And it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, but issue five was about a different adventure. And he's like, what? You mean there's another New Mutants comic, and I'm not in it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, also I think I know who my favorite New Mutant is. It's Ileana Magic. Oh, oh, uh, well, she's yeah. she's a fan favorite. She is oh, okay. uh, just. Will you make out with me, Ileana? Yeah, <laughs> just ridiculous. Like she's just a ridiculous character in all the best ways. Uh, she loves coffee. She'll kill you if you touch it. Don't touch it. Uh, she'll make out with you, then kill you. Like she's just a walking wild card. No, um, because when I started reading, uh, really getting into X Men, I picked up Empire X Men, and she shows up and kicks some ass. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm starting to like her, and then I'm starting to read a whole lot more New Mutants. I'm like, no, I really like Magic. I really like Ileana, and also that scene where she's like, "Will you make out with me? No. Will you make out with me? No. You? Yeah, I kind of do, but I'm working. Okay, because it was either fight or <laughs> either one, and you chose poorly. Yeah. Ut Dubs, are you human? No. Perfect. Uh. Yeah, um, so the New Mutants, um, they have a space adventure to do, and they they need a ride. All they wanted, uh, all it started with is Sunspot just wanted to see Sam. Yeah, Sam's, Sam's hanging out in space in the Shi'ar Empire. Hanging out with his So lady. they get a ride on the Starjammer. I love, guys, Corsair and the Starjammers, they're so cool. I love them. Um, they have a fun time with the New Mutants. They basically, The New Mutants get kicked off their ship because... They Bobby. botched their mission about an egg, which comes up later. Yes, which comes up later. Uh, Bobby's kind of a jerk. Uh, although he, he beat him fair and square in that game, so uh, but he gloats about it and stuff. Um, but well, anytime also, it's yeah, yeah. Great. Also, they ruin that one dude's plans. Ileana chops off the guy's arm, yes. and yes. they just mess up the shit. 
Oh yeah, like she he punches her in the nose uh, and he cuts off her arm and she's like, or he's like, you cut off my arm. Uh, yeah, but you have a robot arm. This is my real nose. I can't, I can't replace this. Uh, like, well, I mean, you're the X-Men, whatever. Um, yeah. I think all that Star Jammer stuff is great. Um, they get landed in jail and then they call get, a space lawyer. They get visited by the greatest Al Ewing creation of all time from his Rocket Raccoon miniseries, Murd Blurdock. Um, <laughs> I cannot believe that character showed up again in a comic book. It's ridiculous. Uh, I had a feeling that was the that was like the alien version of Daredevil because I saw him with the 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 glasses oh, yeah. and the cane. Oh yeah, and then even and then even when they're writing things like they literally got the worst space lawyer money can buy. Uh, guys, justice is blind, and so are we. <laughs> That's his. That's his uh, phrase. Uh, I love it. Um, when he when he finally gets uh, he gets released from jail, uh, the whole new mutants because Sam uh, uh, Cannonball comes and visits. Oh, hi Luna. Luna's coming up now. Uh, sorry, uh, Sam comes and visits with Super Guardian, and they break him out of jail, or they get him out of jail. Uh, and Bobby is like, "Wait a minute, why do you look?" Because his wife works for the Imperial Guard. Yeah, because yeah. Super Guardian uh, works for the cops or whatever. So Bobby's mad because Sam isn't more disheveled because he's been gone because Bobby's ego is so high. He thinks that anytime his best friend leaves him, he's going to be a depressed, gross state. Uh, and it turns out Sam's actually happier without him almost. Um, and I think that's just really funny. The Bobby's like, wait, you look so good. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I thought that You're was supposed to be a mess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Super Guardian punches him. Uh, honey, will you do the honors? Um, uh, Hickman, Hickman's favorite mutants, if you guys don't know, are Bobby and Sam. The very first thing he ever wrote at Marvel was like a, like a mini, like a mini, uh, comic about Bobby and Sam, like, like 15 years ago. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, he wrote them so much in the Avengers run, even though they have no reason to really be Avengers. He just loves them so much. Um, he writes them so well. They're so funny. Their dynamic is so good. Uh, I think he does all the new Avengers great, but like they have a special, uh, friendship that's just really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bobby's whole uh, obsession with Deathbird is very entertaining to follow. Hotbird Lady. Um, there's a whole plot about like finding out that there's a, a plan to assassinate Deathbird and it's all a trap and they have to bust it. And that ultimately helps them get in good with the Shi'ar Empire, which allows them to plant a flower from Kakoa there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Sunspot decides to stay in space. He buys the building. He uh, buys oh, the yeah. building that, uh, uh, that Sam and his wife live in. So. Oh, they have a sweet house. Oh, yeah. Um, Deathbird and uh, Bobby start making out, and then she stops and punches them, and then she starts making out again. The next panel is like her interrupting and is like, yeah, that didn't happen. He's like, okay, fine. One kiss, two punches, but let me tell the story my way, please. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's a good storyteller. Um, there's, a whole, there's a whole section where uh, they have a conversation with the sentient ball of gas they captured. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, God. That. <laughs> and it's all like, no, I won't talk. And it's like, okay, man. But I mean, like, I could just, you know, turn you into a liquid. And if I go even further, I could turn you into a solid. He's like, no, no, no. I'll talk. I'll talk. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's wacky spaceship. There's good, there's good humor and everything in this. Uh, some great. of my standouts, uh, besides Ileana and, and Sunspot, are Mondo and um, Chamber Armor. Armor, Armor oh, comes yeah. up later. Yeah. Oh yeah, Armor to talk about, but Mondo is awesome. Yeah, um, I love Mondo. So then the Ed Brisson stuff. Uh, yes, uh, Armor is concerned because their friends Angel and Beak uh, have not 
shown up to Krakoa. And so they go they go looking for them in Nebraska. So a uh, Beak has not showed up in the movies, but Angel, uh, aka Pixie, showed up. She's an X-Men first class. She's sure. the she's Zoe Kravitz who spits acid. Yeah. Still yeah. think that looks stupid. <laughs> uh Beak is a Graham Morrison Chris Burnham character. Yeah, he is, and he's still as ugly as ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um yeah, so they go... like it's cute. They're cute. Like they're, they're, they're they go... in a very sweet way. Yeah, uh, real yeah, quick, yeah. like art all across everything we're talking about, fantastic. Uh yeah, yeah. the artist for for the Briss and stuff is like not f- not just like yeah. yes, the not Flaviana. just the mutants, but like every single title. Spe- specifically, art's fantastic. Yeah. But yes. Um the 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 second arc with the nightmare stuff it's it's insane insane it's, it, yeah. i can't like uh i was like oh man um again that's why i'm kind of bummed it's ending with that stuff but uh beautiful art yeah um yeah so the uh they go they go talk they go to find their friend they bring Maxine and manon who are uh ed brisson creations from a x-men event from a couple years ago he wrote um so they're uh, relatively they bring the cure for alzheimer's that krakoa has created yes yes uh because they've They've realized that Beak hasn't left because his father is sick. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they heal him with Krakoa medicine. But before they can get gone to Molo yep. of the uh, Baghen cartel. I have it. Hold oh, on. yeah. The evil. The evil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the they, evil. they show up uh, and they take everyone hostage because they want Krakoa medicine. Super tattooed man. Yeah. And he gives and he gives like a speech about how like, Molo is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Bohem cartel. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, hey, like we we live uh, like my country's super poor and no one helps Costa us. Costa Perdita. Costa Perdita. Yeah. Like no one helps us. Like we we tried our the, the best ways we can and no one wants to help us. So, so we're going to take it's it. It's worse than that. What it is, is that he tells a whole story about how they were sick. Yeah. And an American man came up with the cure for the disease, but he wouldn't give it to them until they paid oh. a huge amount of money. Oh, I and so then the, the death tolls kept rising and the price on the medicine kept rising. And he said, no one should have that kind of power. And then it's like, well, why are you taking this out on mutants? Go take it out on him. And he's like, oh, no, he's he's we already it. did. And then, and then it's like, look, yeah. if you want the medicine, just tell your president to take the deal from and recognize as a nation. Then you have it. That's it. And he's yeah. like, I don't want him to take the deal. I want the profit. Yeah. I want that profit, that yeah. kind yeah. of holding the medicine profit. Mm-hmm. That's what he's really after. Pharmaceuticals are bad. It's y'all. not about 100% about the people. It's yeah. about the profit. Pharma's bad. It's, that villain in the Nebraska storyline just kept getting worse because when I first saw him, I thought he was – because they actually uh, mentioned Docs, a website that is going to be brought up later. Yep. And I'm like, how would you find us? Oh, we found this website, Docs. Keeping anti-mutant on Krakoa. Yeah. Yeah, which is an anti-mutant website. And then, because I thought these guys, like when these guys just showed up and the dude was like all tatted, like, oh, they just must be like Nebraskan rednecks who just don't like mutants. Yeah. But then as they get, it, it's like, oh, they're a cartel. And then it just gets worse. He's like, yeah, just tell the president. You can get the drugs. You're fine. And he's like, yeah, but I want to get rich. He's like, you're just as bad as the other motherfucker. Yeah, what? yeah. They're, they think they're doing good, but of course they're still, you know, bad guys. Sure, they're uh, animals. They're, they're dicks. Yeah, oh, uh, the way they go out though is messed up. You guys, uh, you guys don't know about Boom Boom before this comic book, right? No, I did not, no. and I really like Boom Boom. Boom Boom, much like Ileana, is a fan favorite because yo, dude, she just gets drunk and blows shit up. Like she's, she's just. I do love. Boom she, Boom. she, she loves her friends. Like, um, so but what much. I mean is, I love, I love Meltdown. I love Firecracker. I love Doctor Madam Explode. I love <laughs> yes. Time Bomb and Boomer. Yeah, I get. I really, I really Monster enjoyed the Adam. the one the Doctor Madam Explode. She's like. I never actually called myself that. <laughs> Do- yeah. Dr. Madden explode. <laughs> I thought that was the greatest thing Sage has ever said. And the, it, I mean, Sage has great, said some cool things, but the fact that she threw in Dr. Madden explode, I'm like, that's awesome. 
Please keep that. Yeah. Boom, boom Boom's great. Boom Boom eventually comes to Nebraska when she realizes that armor's been gone for three days. Yeah. Uh, and helps them to work on an escape, which ultimately comes down to help from uh, both the angel uh, saying that she needs her collar removed in order to feed her kids properly. And then using that to blow collars off Maxime and Manon. Yeah. Who do some, va- some bad to control the guy to believe that his friend is a bad person. So they, they end up shooting each other and cause like all the Maxime and Manon are still learning how best to be parts of a team. Yeah. I don't and use their powers. So unfortunately, I don't, they don't go into those characters. I don't know if they're just, they don't look like humans who are mutants. They look like other, right? Sure. So, like, I don't think they're just mutants, and I don't know again where their story comes from. But I wish if they aren't just mutants, they would give us some explanation. Uh, if they, I guess, if there is no explanation, then they are just regular mutants. Well, but they don't they have appear. To be, so, well, we know they have to be mutants. Yeah, because they can travel through the game. But I mean, other, I guess, well, I mean, other species can be mutants, which is a weird, completely other subsection. But sure, I don't sure. think that's where this is going. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, hey, let's talk about how Glob was. I was gonna say, yeah. let's talk about how Glob was uh, teaching them how to subdue a person, and like because we, we were friends. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I guess that's, I guess I see. I guess I feel like they feel a little otherworldly. I guess that's just because they're still young. I think part of it is just that they're young and they don't understand yeah. uh, right yeah. from wrong. Yeah, one hundred percent, which comes up more than once in this story. Yes, um, they're also informants for Shaw. It's true. Yes. Uh, possibly because not possibly not because of nefarious reasons, but because they don't know better. Yeah. But they yeah. are scary, powerful. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Armor yeah. and the others are trying to teach them how to do good things. And they uh, tell Beak. They they, they so are able now, to make it. Through. I did not think that they would do Tamalo killing his parents because no. we hear the gunshots and then he's dragging his dad out and he says, uh, "The dad is saying he killed her. He just shot her." Uh, which is brutal. Yeah. And then uh, in that in that moment, uh, Angel uh, goes off on on him, and she says, "Because um, I really liked it, uh, you know, we moved out here to get away from people so that we could live without folks staring and pointing at our kids everywhere we went, so we wouldn't have to expose them to people like you. But clearly, we can't escape it. This world is not for us. So we're going to Krakoa. You win, but there's no way in hell I'm going to let my husband die so that you can walk away from here. Nor am I going to let you take his father from him. Um, and she makes a threat about dropping that gun. But uh, Tamalo is brutal. Yeah. And it's all about the cartel. Yeah. And he flat out shoots. Uh, their dad right in front of them and then kills himself. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. That's like, yo, like, I have a message and I'm going to send it Bing because bong. he <laughs> believes that the Bohem cartel will get them back for it. Yeah. Ultimately Shaw kind of kneecaps the Bohem cartel with the information from Maxine and Manon. Uh, he goes and he pays out their rival gang in Costa Perdita uh, and gives them the medicine mm, yeah, yeah. so that they can release it to the market and makes it so that the Bohem cartel is basically going to become worthless. Yeah. But that was a pretty cool moment. Yeah. I was about oh, yeah. to say, though, a lot of the times when I'm reading these books, I hate Shaw with passion, especially because, you know, he shot Kate. But the second he goes in and just does that deal, I'm like, hey, I'm the wrong mutant you should be talking to because you effed up. And I'm yeah. here to tell you that I gave the drugs to the other guys, so you're screwed. And then his last line of mutants not to be effed with, I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they... um so the, the two twin mutants make it so that Beak and Angel think that uh, it's been and months. Their and the kids. And the kids. So the whole family thinks that uh, the, the Beak's parents <clears throat> passed away years ago. Yeah. Uh, which brings up some questionable moral problems. 
uh, yeah, you can't. Ar- Armor and Glob go directly to them, yeah. knowing that they did it, and they explain like you can't just mess with mutants' memories. That's not right. And Maxine Man feel bad about it, and they offer to change the memories back. But Armor ultimately decides that the damage is done. They just need to know not to do it in the future. You know, they gotta leave it as it is. And they do. Yeah. They do seem like they're sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I do not think that they are necessarily directly nefarious. I think they're very powerful yeah. and they're young. They're yeah. very young and they don't know what to do. Yeah, I yeah. wanna. I wonder if they came from like from like a villain or something from the last event. So like their morals are a little more skewed than than regular kids. Um, Potentially. Yeah. Hey guys, how do you feel about Rome? Uh, okay. Nova Roma. Nova Roma, the new Roman Empire in the middle of it. Empire. Okay, so I kind of dig it. And then Hell yeah, maybe. I really like it. I think that's kind of cool. Just it's ancient Rome in the middle of the Amazon rainforest. Just you, you got like the land, right? Dinosaurs in Antarctica. Bing bong. They're just chilling back there. I was like, you know what? I kind of dig it. I kind of like it a lot. Uh, this 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 issue or this arc is about um, a nightmare girl who is literally manifesting uh, dark shit around her. Yes. Uh, and there's just nothing anyone can do about it. Uh, so the X-Men or the new part of the Part of the new mutants team gets sucked into the nightmare, so they need to retreat and recoup and get uh, new people on board, which includes uh, Wildside. Wildside, who is... Oh. I, I don't know who it is. It looks like an old wild child, uh, like a gross wild child, but I... Uh, it's just a fun character. It seems like a like an old like a bitter old man or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's uh, from the mutant liberation from, so I don't know if that helps drug. Yeah, they're memory. they're they're like uh they're like the X Men but super aggressive. Like, yo, we're we're mutants and we'll kill you if you mess why with us. Every, why does that feel that every time some team has the words liberation in front in their name, they're really messed up and aggressive? Yeah, because it's well, not the front like liberation. Hmm? Not the front liber- liberation. Not the. F- What's that? Front liberation. He's, no, he's making fun of the fact that the words are reversed. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> no. All right, moving All right. on. <laughs> uh, so the 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 government uh, in that area believes that the mutants, uh, the nightmare thing, is the mutants trying to do an attack, or at least that's what they want the press to believe. Yes. Um, so they really want to show that, like, look, mutants are attacking us, and this is out of our control. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a carnelian and uh, is where and it's also, happening. And also what's really messed up is the prime minister, when he gets woken up about what's going on, he's like, hey, make sure the press is there. And when the press does show up, he's yelling at the camera. He's like, keep feeling this is the mutant's fault. It's like, ooh, buddy. Yes, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Armor sees her dead parents. Yeah, she uh, uses her powers to get the team inside because they have to get to the girl to make her think something positive. So think yeah. about good dreams. Armor's they cool. get affected by nightmares uh, in there. Her her name is the very little. Like her powers, she manifests like this dope ass like anime almost looking armor thing over her. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like nondescript, but it's just like a thing of armor. Uh, and she's able to mm-hmm. use that to phase someone into there, almost like like an armor kitty pride in a cool way. Um, I thought that was a cool use of her powers. I didn't know she could I do that. I did too. Um, but yeah, seeing her dead parents and being like, like I know it wasn't real, but they like, do they do a really good job of using team dynamic abilities mm-hmm. in New Mutants. Yeah, yeah. Um, how they how they complement each other and work with each other. And I like I like as much as I love the Hickman space stuff. Uh, the promise of the New Mutants was like it is like New Mutants and discovering New Mutants. So like, yeah. I like that this arc or the 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 Britson stuff was let's find let's find those mutants again. Um, yeah. I like that stuff. I hope Me the Vita stuff. Even if it doesn't, um, uh, I, I would like to see more of that in the immunes. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the same, same page. What was the arc after that? 
Uh, right. So that that arc goes all the way up into issue 11. Um, and then issue 12 is the most recent, which is all about Ileana coming after Docs while yes. Nova Roma is attacked. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, I, uh, so Docs, as we as we alluded to, is a website that. Real quick, before we go too far in that, uh, in, in issue 11, Ileana shows up because um, the uh, new mutants, after they save the girl, um, the moment that the nightmare is over, the military in that area moves in. And oh, they yeah. surround them with guns, and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. the mutants can't fight them and not get hurt, and they mm-hmm. can't fight them and not hurt them and kill them. Yeah. And so their only option is surrender, but Ileana shows up and says, nope, no surrender, because she can speak Russian to them. And she's like, no, they came here to do you a favor. They helped you. This insult will not be forgotten. She gets them all out of there. She just pours them out. Dope. Yeah, uh, and, like when Ileana shows up, her sword's on fire. I'm like, man, she is oh, rad. So cool. Yeah, uh, armor armor is shown later to be uh, really messed up. She's still carrying a lot of weight from seeing her parents. She's not ready to talk about it. She's gonna well, carry that. There's one. also, oh, I want to say it was issue eleven or t- or either eleven or ten, where Ileana goes to the biome to um, like their talk habitat to, to talk to Glo- and she sees Glob and Glob's trying to ma- is just making dinner. Yeah. Oh yeah, Latka. Yeah, which they give you a recipe for. That glass. Yes. So yeah, so the last issue, so Docs, as we were, as I started to say, was uh, is a website that uh, tells you where you can find mutants. Affiliate the portal. It tells you about them. It tells you when they're showing up, what they're doing. We even see an article page that tells you when mutants drop out of anywhere because they're keeping like immediate reports on every gate. And it's 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 very funny and coincidental that like it's the Dawn of X and it's called, and this website's docs, but like, it's what it's called. Doxing someone is giving someone's yeah. public information for harm. That's what yeah. that's, it exists now. It yeah. happens all the time. Um, so Ileana goes to shut them down. Hell yeah. A bunch oh, of old yeah. white dudes. Yeah. yeah Ileana's like information. And like, as no. they're coming up, he sees them and he's like, the moment they get in here, everyone start recording, start recording. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Ileana's not having any of it. I love it. Yeah. They're, I, they're pissed off. No, I um, love so, when, Go ahead. No, like when she bursts in there and she puts on the computer and she's like, hey, this person was killed because you of your website. A guy follows your site, got their information, like all the people who like were killed or yeah. beaten or disabled. Yeah. And when Glob just goes off on the main guy and like the because we know that if a mutant commits the sin, the the crime of murder of human. He even tells this dude, he's like, I don't care if I will spend the rest of my life in a dark pit. It'll be worth it Next because I'll be mute. Yeah. And this is the, the first very- time, uh, real quick, but this is the first time Glob has ever, uh, he's known to be like the sweet child or like the innocent one. Like he, this is the first time as a character he's ever done this. So like mm-hmm. there was, there was a nice moment of like uh, on Twitter of like Glob fans going like, our boy finally stood up for himself. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice to see a character like this, like, uh, do what you're saying, basically. Yeah, I was, I was even Boom Boom was like, "Wow, didn't expect a real and glob it, and have, we have to real glob it." Eliana's like, "When we reel in, I really like it." Um, it's a good, and he has a nice like. Re- he has a nice talk later about like you know oh, that, that's so mad. Like, so I didn't think I, I would end up like my dad, but like I saw it in yeah. me, and it's like I realized it's a cycle that I have to change, and I'm gonna be better. Right. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's that's like good for X Men. It's good for just everybody. It's a, it's a cycle he knows he's been working on this yeah. whole time, and and all that kind of stuff. And Ileana even lets him know that like you know it's a you didn't you didn't kill him, and it's okay to let that out. You can't keep that inside. It's okay to, it's be okay mad. to express it. Yeah. yeah, it's okay to be mad about these kind of things. These are things worthy of anger yeah, yeah. Uh, those three pages those three pages turned me into a hardcore glob fan 
Oh yeah, yeah. Those page, not him yelling at the dude, just him sitting with his chickens. Ileana <laughs> shows up and he finally just lets it all out and tells Ileana everything, his backstory, how he felt when he first got to the school, and now how happy he is on Krakoa, meet saying that there's a space for him where no one hates his guts just for him being who he is. It's like I don't know why or how, but I connected to that shit and I thought it was awesome. Globus, <laughs> he's he's a he's like he's a lot of us like he's 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 a nice dude like he doesn't want confrontation no. uh he looks scary but he's the opposite of that he's a, he's a teddy bear he's right. a big he teddy bear to make your food yeah and that food that recipe actually looks pretty damn good meanwhile aroma there's an attack <laughs> happening and it looks like most of nova roma is wiped out except for a single person Mm-hmm. who is being tortured by this lady. We don't know who she is. Oh, no, wait, no. is this the crazy animal lady? Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah, about her. Feral creatures. Right. And she puts a, a thing inside of him uh, that will feed on his organs slowly. Through feeding, she develops and releases a secretion that helps repair the damage done by the feeding. She will keep you both alive and in a great deal of pain as she grows inside of you. Alien yeah. shit. I love it. The, the guy being tortured, that's Magma's dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's messed up. Is this name like Aurelius or something? Like some like yes, Roman Aurelius. shit? Yeah, some Roman shit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, we don't really know what's up with this lady yet. I, I assume she's going to be like the finishing arc before the new yeah, one. Yeah, but she's pissed about uh, them having come and killed the creatures that were hunting the mutants in, in the yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. They're doggies. Um, all right. And finally, the five... Uh, giant size X-Men issues. Giant size X-Men. These are a bunch of setup stories for stuff that comes later, except for one I didn't expect to be a sequel to a giant size book, which was funny. Um, Storm was a sequel to uh, to Jean Grey and Emma Frost. Technically, mm-hmm. Phantom X was too. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like They, they all coincided in a way. Yeah. I was like, I didn't expect that. That's really cool. Nightcrawler and Magneto are more or less standalone. They are definitely, yeah. those are the two setup ones for sure. Yeah. yeah. So um, in, in and Emma Frost and Jean Grey, which is the first one we are revealed. It's completely sad. It's a beautiful issue. But we revealed that Storm is dying. She has a virus inside of her. Gorgeous issue. So yeah, there's just unfortunately, there's not a lot to talk about because like Brandon said, it is a silent issue, but it is without a doubt one of the most beautiful comics ever made. Yeah. It is a it, it is reminded, it, it's a psychic rescue. Then yeah, it reminded me like when they go when both um Jean Grey and Emma Frost go inside Storm's brain. The surround the their surroundings remind me a lot of the ancestral plane from Black Black Panther. Oh, For yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's a that is a beautiful issue. That's it all is. about them learning what's wrong with Storm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and it's that she has a techno virus that's going to kill her in thirty days. The from uh, the children of the vault who were in a who, one were in a X a recent X Men issue, but two are classic X Men villains from a previous writer. So. The uh, the Nightcrawler one was the next uh, one, right? I think let's uh, yeah, those were in order, but let's let's just go through Phantom X and Storm since it's all one story. That okay, I'll write down I'll write down my question then for later because I don't want to forget it. Okay, uh, so do Phantom X next? Yeah, so Phantom X. I love so hey another Grant Morrison creation. Phantom X is hella dope. He was raised to be a uh, living sentinel uh, to kill mutants. He's an anti mutant person. Uh, he was raised in the world, which is an artificial. Re- reality um where the worst crazy scientist shit can happen um and he spends decades going back in yeah and asking if his 
brother? Uh, it's either his brother or, or brother or clone because yeah. we see at the beginning. Um, I wasn't sure which one it is. I think it's like uh, I think they're identical twins. Yeah, possibly uh, or if clone. It, if he wants to leave yet, and he always says no. Yeah. So this this book is so good. Again, Rod Reese, who is just an insanely talented artist. Um, you start with like the Howling Commandos. You get like a you get a bunch. You get like the Humongnots, who are like this ex- super obscure team. Um, we get five different generations of weird people going into this world and we don't really know why, which is really fascinating. And but, the world keeps evolving and getting weirder. Yeah, and, and the world oh, don't and you, more elaborate. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the world is a place where like it, your your imagination is reality. Like you can make whatever you want. Like there's the, there's the one who what's his name? Greg or or there's the AIM scientist guy. Um, uh, something like that. N- like Nev N- Ned. Ned? Ned, it is Ned. Because that is a dude who betrayed his, he thinks he's betraying AIM for an unfathomable amount of money that Phantom X does not have. But that Mm -hmm. is really funny. Um, uh, Yeah, Phantom X keeps going back to the world for unknown reasons, but he keeps meeting up with his brother or clone or whatever it is. And he keeps getting older and over. And it's over 50 years that this clone is getting older while Phantom X appears to be the same age because he's a a man-made mutant, basically. I thought this book again. Um, it's kind of like its own self-contained thing, self-contained thing until the next issue. Um, but all this stuff is super heavy in Remender's Uncanny X Force, um, which is my favorite X Men story. Yeah, I'm um, sure it's not I, going to remain self-contained. I think this is set up for something for next. Oh, 100. Yeah, the world stuff. Oh, and I texted you stuff about this issue. Um, yeah, what uh, was that all about? Cipher. So Cipher is talking to something that's in in the in the the world. Some type and of in, and this happens in Storm's issue. This happens in Gen. Oh, in, uh, oh I'm sorry, it does happen. Sorry, it's all yeah, right. yeah. it's all wrapping up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in the Storm issue, but uh, the the one that came out just this last week. Yeah, I for that's crazy. I'm like, oh, I gotta find to read this. I'm like, oh wait, I, I just bought this. That's funny. Um, sorry, yeah, I'll stick with the good thing because that's because Storm is the only one I bought. I haven't bought any other ones. They're yeah, all good. I, I bought the Alex Ross variant because that was just a beautiful cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, X one ends with, with a, a new team, mostly X-Men are going like, it's time to go back to the world for like the fifth time or whatever, which is, uh, which is very cool. Yeah. And then the storm one has, a. Uh... Going back to the world for Storm because the the cure well, is there. Yeah, so the, the the end of Phantom X was teasing this, yes, uh, which was a surprise and, and very fun. Um, but yeah, they got the team of of, of X Men and Ned, who is who is their weasel into into the world. Um, uh, the brother shows up again, and Phantom X is like, "Hey, do, do you want to leave?" He's jacked. He's got this cool he's suit of armor. Got a dope ass crazy suit of armor. We, we yeah. see Cipher using his uh, warlock suit. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I definitely wrote that down somewhere. Um oh yeah, warlock battle suit rules. Um okay, so that's my yeah. That was my question. What's the deal with Warlock? He is his own mutant. So he's not a mutant, he's a member of the techno-organic race of aliens. Uh he's a classic, classic uh 80s new mutants character. Um so up so if you I think it was in this issue, um somebody said oh it's a secret don't let anyone know correct was it this issue that's somebody a said that's a nightcrawler night, okay cool nightcrawler it's it's the same thing though um War, warlock was supposed to be dead he's been dead up until this point um if you if you read Hawkspox, uh there's a hint that he is still alive because in the in issue four of Hawkspox, i forget which one when xavier is first on Krakoa with cypher Cypher leaves behind some of the warlock juices on some plants and the plants turn technological. And that's something that's big setup for later. This warlock stuff is set up for later. 
Warlock's supposed to be dead, uh, but he wears them as an arm. He is he is BFF a cipher. Yeah, yeah. and he, he wears them as an arm. But as far as the people know, that's just that's just uh, that's just cipher. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a big deal that this warlock armor exists, and he's like, it's just out in the open. I'm like, oh man, uh, we're just doing it, aren't we? We're just really out in the public. Uh, yeah. But it's the world, so it's not the public. But like, um, why does he why does he not want to let people know he's alive? I don't I don't know. Um, oh oh, because. He, um, Warlock is part of the techno-organic thing that's in the future stuff of Hawkspox, of that thing that's trying to annihilate all of humanity. And oh, be yeah. Consumed. That's their whole goal is is um, is consumption of all life in the universe, basically. Be one collective. So if if the X-Men know that Warlock's alive, that that, that, that thing's there, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I completely forgot all about that stuff. Reading Hawkspox is, is, before those stuff was great. Um yeah, this, the, this Phantom X uh, Storm uh, stuff is really cool. Storm has a really powerful moment where she's talking about, it's, it's her whole speech about, like, why a lot of people would ask, why would I care? I could just be resurrected. Oh, right. Why fight for this life? Life is just about let death. It go. Life's about uh, living. Life is about the living and, and what you fight for. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. are who you fight for. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was just really cool because it, it, it easily can be, we were talking about resurrection stuff earlier, yeah. easily can be just like, well, yeah, you could just be resurrected back. And she's like, no, but I don't, I don't want to just accept it. I don't want to just accept dying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I I've, think, I think another portion of that is like in that same mentality, if you rely on the resurrection so much, you're going to, you're going to get lazy about other things. Yeah. You're going to, to lose your, your sense of drive, your sense of self and how to, to, to protect the people you love, how to become a yourself. crutch. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, the aim Ned, basically he's the one who kind of saves storm's life with this, like, this virus that's from the world. And then um, he contains it because it'll break out. Yeah. And then he was prepared for it. He's and then watching. we get to the moment you're talking about. Uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. With um, Cypher. There's some, there's some orb um, that is, that, that is sending some kind of signal to Cypher and Cypher can read any language of any kind, you know, technology. It's the virus. It's a, it's the virus contained. It's a virus contained. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the way that it was looked, uh, I sent you guys a text of it. Um, in one of the data pages from Hawkspox, when those techno organic stuff gets too big, it becomes like like a titan in a dominion, blah, blah, blah. Um, it didn't look exactly like that, but it looked enough like that where I wouldn't be surprised if that's the start of that uh, that organ- or that uh, assimilation of technology thing yeah. uh, mm-hmm. starting in there. Because Cypher's like, you, sh- you shouldn't be here and you're very weird, but you seem kind of cool. So I'm going to let, let you stay. And I'm like... Ah, uh, that seems awful. That uh, that did not seem like a a good thing he's talking to. He interpreted it that way, but I'm like, oh, that's bad shit. That is that yeah, is bad. That's a bad idea. Fox Fox pregame right there. Yeah, I I don't even know if he interpreted it as a good thing. I think he's just got nothing to do about it right yeah, now. Yeah, he's like because oh. he's like he's like because the, the real comment back is just like yeah, I'll be seeing you too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'll, that's, I'll that's be it. seeing you. That doesn't mean yeah. that he's accepting it as like this is okay. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like. Again, to see all this Hawks, like a lot more stuff in the in the second volume we'll talk about next week. But like seeing the kernels of everything we've talked about so um, is, I, is really cool. I think that time stuff works differently in the world, right? Yes. So time, time and space stuff. Yeah. So that thing could grow faster there than it does in the normal world. Yeah, potentially. Uh, yeah. And that could get us to uh, Nimrod quicker. Yes. Yeah. Which has been the Nimrod whole point of like. That's like the whole point of, of this whole thing is like we need to make sure that Nimrod is never created. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and I and I think that this could inadvertently create Nimrod. And again, right now. yeah, going from Pox Pox, like the whole thing was like, oh, it's not that it's not that like uh, we, we win or lose. It's like it's inevitable. Like the uh, the mutant, the mutant loss is almost inevitable because like uh, AI is going to advance no matter what technology is going to advance no matter what. 
but you can you can kill everyone who has something to do with it it will still advance somehow if life finds a way uh right um and i just think that's fascinating yeah um yeah. Th these books specifically like uh uh especially new mutants is going to be i think super heavy involved in like later uh, events specifically because warlock warlock is such a major deal him be not sp being a secret that's such a big thing i don't know why yeah and we see them in uh and then the Nightcrawler one one shot, we see uh you know he's just kinda like, Hey, um, don't tell anyone. Just don't tell anyone. I can't say why yet. The event hasn't been announced. Yeah. Um <laughs> this is definitely this and Magneto, yeah, they are they are very much one shots setups. Um the 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 old X Mansion, which hasn't been used in a long time, uh has had some rumblings. So the X Men go to investigate and uh it's been it's been taken over by an old school X-Men villain called the 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 SIDR, the the Cider. Um, and they're basically a collective mind of, of bounty hunters. Like they go, they're they're bounty hunters, but they're like yeah. little aliens, whatever. Um, that's not really important to the story. It's that Nightcrawler seeing all these old dead people, and it's like it's called the Haunted Mansion. Because of uh Lady Mastermind. Because Lady Mastermind was unfortunately the first person to investigate, and she got uh taken over by the bugs, and her powers manifested this to happen to send out a yeah. signal. Um it's 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 a fine story. I don't think it's like super great, to be honest. I think it's good. Uh, the Alan Davis art's like, he's a classic, like, I keep saying classic, but like it is classic stuff. Like Alan Davis is a classic 80s X-Men uh, artist. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think the book looks really nice. Especially um, when Warlock shows up. Yeah, uh, Nightcrawler is always really cool. Um, let's see, what did I write here? Yeah, Lady Mastermind. Um, the, the the Cider are going to stay at the X-Mansion. Um, they, they, they made a deal. So like, hey, you stay there and we won't bother you. So those aliens are going to show up it's for some reason. Um, you know, space stuff and X-Men go hand in hand. I, I loved that there was an issue that addressed like what's up with the mansion right now. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, it's just hanging out. Doing they it. just left it alone. Yep. Lady Mastermind. For it at all. Yeah. Uh, Lady Mastermind is again, like low, low tier villain. It's like, it's nice. They can just pop up and like, Oh, there she is. Cool. He's like, oh, um, there, there she goes. And yeah. The Magneto one is he's trying to get uh, a lighthouse built for Emma. He's trying to build a, a special building on a very particular island, and he needs permission from Namor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's some. So he hangs out on that island for a while, so waiting. He hang, it's the lighthouse with Will, Willem Dafoe, yeah. Willem Dafoe and Magneto. I love it. Uh, and and uh, the captain's like, you know, he, you know, he shows up. He'll just show up whenever. And Magneto's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't care. I got time. Uh, and then Namor shows up. And he's like, hey, I need this island. I don't give a shit about you, X-Men. Why would I ever help you? Emma Frost wants it. Oh, she can have it. Uh, Namor <laughs> loves Emma Frost. Yeah, yeah. Namor loves blondes. If He's you guys like, but you got to come do this thing with me real quick. Yeah, you got to go uh, do an underwater uh, zombie mission yeah. where we get a key. It's locking key underwater. Um, we get a Kraken. Up. Yeah, they fight a big old Kraken. Um, but yeah, they, Namor, when, when they open the gate and Namor's like, Kraken, it's always a Kraken. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Namor's like uh, it, Magneto. I think he even talks to him about like you know you can come to Krakoa, and he's like, why the shit would I want to go to Krakoa? <laughs> I, I, I own the ocean, my man. And he's like, you don't have to invite me. I know I could go to Krakoa. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Namor is the Doctor Doom of the Sea. He's the best. Um, I bet that uh, that so they get a key to unlock some door that Namor wanted to open, but we don't know what it unlocks. So that's an event or something happening later on in X Men for sure. Which is great, which is great. Um, uh emma frost content oh guys emma frost killed a mutant um named bill the lobster for that meal that they're talking about because um uh there's a mutant who's like who's like an expert chef and then magneto goes to eat with emma frost and uh the line specifically is like yeah like they 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 sacrifice themselves for the perfect dish and there's a lobster 
called Bill the Lobster, who was in the original Fallen Angels comic book. And the, the editors were like, we're not saying it's not Bill the Lobster, but we're not saying it is. <laughs> you guys killed Bill the Lobster for Emma Frost. That's so sick. Uh, I think that's wild. Time out. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was just a freaking lobster. No, bro. And there's there's a just, and because you know how sometimes in the hunters after they after uh, they get their kill, they they go to the to their prey and say, "I have to, I thank you because your your death will give me life or so you know some to, so they don't feel so bad about themselves." I don't freaking know. No, I, I saw it a lot of time once. No, and some hunters no, do that. Specifically, but, like their sacrifice is for this the delicate meal or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I figured that he was just being a super. Like a super, like I, I don't know, a really uh, eccentric. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, eccentric yeah. kind of chef is like this lobster gave its life to feed you and give you this delicate, excellent meal. And even when they're like, "Whoa, this meal is today," yeah. I'm like, "Thank you." So now that I know it's built the freaking, I didn't know there was a meal called "Build the Freaking Lobster." Zoom in. There, there Here it is. That's Bill. That's Bill. That's He's Bill the lobster. lobster. Listen, Jeez. sometimes listen, inhumans get turned into dogs. Sometimes you get turned into a lobster. It sucks. Sorry, dog. <laughs> Well, at least uh, they can resurrect uh, him. Although that's kind of messed up. It's like, you go to the five. We need to resurrect Bill the Lobster. Why? I want to eat he, him again. He was compensated, I'm sure. All right. Yeah. There's obviously a lot more fantastic about these issues, but we just do not have the time to dive deep, deep into all of yeah. this. Uh, we're also not going to be talking about Fantastic Four X-Men. Um, that is a completely standalone series that's not tied to X of Swords. That's just a fun crossover. But it's um, the thing you should read if you're in... So all this X-Men stuff. It's a Zdarsky um Dodson joint. Like yeah. uh, uh that's a that's a hell of a good book. Same with no, Empire X-Men, which we are also not discussing. Yeah, that's a tie uh, into but an event. that but that is also solid and growing part of Krakoa stuff. Solid. You should definitely definitely pick up the Fantastic Four X-Men stuff. It I can it's really good. As well as Empire X-Men. I at first I was like Plants vs. Zombies that X-Men style. Then I started reading, I'm like, oh no, this is really freaking good. McFricking good. Uh, issue four of Empire X Men is one of my favorite issues of Mine's all the stuff this year. It's so Mine's wholesome and fun. Yeah. Yeah. 